Thanks so much for listening today. We hope that through this message, you are being filled with the grace and hope found in the person of Jesus Christ. If this message and ministry has made an impact on you in any way, be sure to let us know about it by emailing us at mystory@thefuelchurch.com. And even if you couldn't be here in person, be sure to check in with us on Instagram and Facebook to let us and others know that you are listening and growing with us here at Fuel Church. Every month through these check-ins, we are making a global difference. Now, let's jump into this week's message. Today, I want to talk about the most important relationship you can have. Today, I want to talk about the most important relationship that you can have. Let me ask you a question. Have you ever been on a ship? You ever been on a boat, ship, cruise ship? Where are all my cruisers at? Raise your hand if you've been on a cruise ship. Raise, my, raise your hand if you'll never go on a cruise ship because you hate the water, hate boats. Yep, I get, I get you. Uh, have you ever went on a, a battleship? Anybody ever went to like a, a museum or something like that? And yeah, Especially on the East Coast, there's a lot of different uh, museums with battleships on them. And uh, what I want to talk about today is relationships are like ships. Relationships relationships. Um, Every person is like a ship that you come in contact with, and whoever you choose to do life with, you enter onto their ship. You enter onto their ship. And the people that you're with, the people that you're doing life with, the people whose ship you're on, they're taking you somewhere. They're taking you somewhere, so we have to be careful. Like the people you're doing life with are the people that you will become like. Like their desires will become your desires eventually. Like your taste of music will now become their taste of music. The, the styles of food you like. Like before you entered onto their ship, you didn't like Thai food or hot food. Now they introduce you to it and now you can't get enough of it. Come on, somebody. Where are my Thai food people at? Oh, geez, I felt the Holy Ghost right there. Pad Thai, Jesus. So, so you, you'll become like them and your interest in the movies and the food and the music you listen to. I've said this for many years. Show me your friends and I'll show you your future. You show me your friends, I'll show you your future. And so we have these ships that we've entered on to. And there are some ships, some relationships that take you on an amazing destinations. Kind of like that cruise ship to the Caribbean. Oh, it's beautiful. The scenery, the weather, the sandy beaches. Come on, somebody. It, they, these are the relationships that cause you to want to dream bigger dreams. These are the relationships that cause your vision in life and for your family to expand. These are the relationships that cause you to be a better wife, a better husband. These are the relationships that help you to parent better and help you to make wiser decisions with your money. These are the relationships that cause you to draw closer to God. And then there are other ships like the Titanic. We got to talk about those ships because they look big and glorious and very sexy if I may use that word. 
But somewhere along the journey, they start to sink you. Somewhere along life's journey, your finances start to sink because of the relationships that you're on. Somewhere along the journey, your character begins to get compromised because of who you're doing life with. Your passions change. Your responsibilities are left to the side. Your vision and dreams vanish and your values and morals are left out. Most of the time, the people whose Titanic ship you're on really aren't around to help you pick up the pieces when your life sinks. They're nowhere to be found. You thought, they said, I'm ride or die. Come on now. But then when life crumbles and life sinks, they're nowhere to be found. All of us have these ships in our lives, some of them very great, and some of them not so great, don't we? All of us do. So we want to talk about this because we're going to get into a ship. You're going to get into a ship. I'm going to get into a ship, and it's going to take you somewhere. It's going to take you somewhere. Actually, the life you're living now is because of the relationships, the ships you got on years ago, last year, five years ago, 10 years ago, 20 years ago. Going to take us somewhere. And we need to be careful because most of us don't even realize they're taking us places that God never intended for us to go. Most of us don't even notice where we're going until it's too late. And then we hit the iceberg and the Titanic sinks. So here's a couple ships we find in our lives just to have a little fun. The first ship is called the fun ship. You know those people, like, they're the life of the party. Where, where are you at up in here? Like, when you have a party, you know you inviting her, you inviting him. Like, they know how to throw a party. They know how to celebrate you. They know how to get you out of your box. I mean, you need these people in your life. They're all about good times. Come on now. Where are all, where are all my party people at? Party with no Bacardi. Where are all my party people at? Let me clarify some things. Yeah, you, you need some people who lighten, lighten you, your, your mood and who come around you and always make you laugh. Come on now, who's those people? Like, you know you need to be around her because she's going to make you laugh on a bad day, right? You need those people. So you have the fun ship. Oh, then you have the toxic ship. Oh, man. Uh, many times we don't even realize how bad these people are affecting us. It's kind of like secondhand smoke. It catches up to us. We don't realize how toxic they are for our life and our future and our marriage and our finances and our family. And uh, they put us in wrong environments and they hold us back from winning in life. They hold us back from pursuing the dreams and the purpose. Sometimes they'll help destroy a marriage. Hmm? Be careful who you allow to speak into your marriage. Be careful what couples you allow into your life. Be careful who you allow around your husband, ladies. That was free. That was worth coming. The toxic ship. These are like the friends that never grew up. Like they're still in their 30s and want to party on Wednesday night. Like they call you up and you're like, I got three kids. I can't party. I got a job in the morning. Like they never grew up. 
like they're still in their parents' basement playing Xbox. And they want you to come party. <laughs> Let's party, man. It's Tuesday night. I got work tomorrow. Oh, who cares? Who cares? Just call in. <laughs> hmm? Then we got the dating ship. Oh, we got the dating ship. Some of you are on the dating ship. Some of you are Christian mingle. Some of you are farmers only. I, I can't make this stuff up. It, it's true. Uh, and, and so some of us are on that dating ship, and some of us, uh, in regards to the dating ship, we kind of feel like, you know, we're cruising along in a cruise ship, and then others are like, why does my dating ship always sink like the Titanic? <laughs> right? Like, why do I always get the bad dudes? Like, why does it always end bad? And, um, and so uh, this can be challenging uh, for those single people because you're like, trying to figure out, do, do they really love God? Is there a future with him or her? Am I wasting my time? And, but deep down in your heart, you're like, I'm lonely and I'm single and ready to mingle. Um, and, and so, so it, it, it's challenging. And many times we end up ruining this because we, we rush it. Usually we ruin this relationship because we rush it at the dating level. Because we're not ready for the next now but we want it now. And God's saying, hey, there's a process. And so a lot of times we ruin that. Uh, then we got the marriage ship. How many are on the marriage ship? Yeah, some husbands are like, that's me. More like the battleship. <laughs> it's okay, it's okay. We're, we're all together on this. We're all together. We're all marriage ship. You see, who you decide to marry will either make you or break you. Your values will be t- determined by them. And some of you are like, yes, I'm stuck on that ship. <laughs> I'm stuck on the marriage ship. Well, who you marry is a very big decision. So I just encourage people, make sure you spot check the whole ship to make sure it's a good one. I was on a Caribbean cruise. We went on it for our 10-year anniversary. And uh, let me tell you how big, that, that was a big cruise ship. Like, like, you don't realize how big it is till you get on it. You start walking around and seeing all the little spaces and all the little cubby holes. And you get in your room and you're kind of like this, like, I love you. If you move this way, you hit the wall. You know, it's tight. But there's all these little cubbies and all these little things for spaces for you to put stuff, your clothes and, and, and all that stuff. Make sure you spot check every little cubby, every little thing of the pat. Make sure, yeah, do a background check. Pay $15 and send it to the state of Indiana. Make sure there ain't no history on that, brother. I'm not playing. Next thing you know, you married an axe murderer. <laughs> so, so when it comes to the marriage ship, you're either on the love boat or the battleship. <laughs> right? Some of you are like, I'm on the love boat. Some of you are like, I'm on the battleship. Yo, I'm struggling. And so, so we got that ship. Then we got the parenting ship. Where are all my parents at? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> They're struggling. <laughs> all the married people are like, yeah, parent ship. <laughs> it's a struggle. I get it. You know, we, we got these kids and we, we helped make them with God's help. And, you know, it was fun making them, but <laughs> it was really fun making them, but Raising them? <laughs> That's not too much fun. Like, they cost a lot of money. <laughs> like, I took my daughter on a date yesterday. I was like, dang, man, you're expensive. <laughs> you're worth it. I love you, but you're expensive. 
And so kids are kids, are kids and, and uh, they can be expensive and, and they can be challenging because one minute they like you, next minute they don't. You're like, wait, wait, wait. You, you're going to give me lip and attitude? And I pay for the heat in here? And I pay for the mortgage in here? And I pay for your sneakers? Oh, no. Oh, no. And they stomp up into their room, they shut the door, and they slam it, you know, and they're gone for a few hours. And so, so parenting is challenging. They need you, then they don't. They want to hug you, then they don't. They want to be seen, and then they don't want to be seen. And then they turn to the teenage years, and it's all just messed up because hormones start kicking in and stuff starts growing. It's just true. It's just weird. I'm like, babe, you deal with this. I deal with my son. You deal with the girl talks. I don't want to even hear about the girl talks. I want to be out of the house when that happens. Do not do that in front of me. Just being real. Just being real. And then with parenting, it's like, how do we discipline? You know, usually one of the parents wants to ground them for life, and the other one wants to take away their certain cereal for a day. It's like, no, they... They flipped off the teacher, like, don't take away their favorite cereal. <laughs> you know, usually one of the parents is the drill sergeant, come on, and the other one is the cruise director. Come on, let's have fun! <laughs> right? And, and so, so we got the parenting ship, and then we got the friendship. Friendship. You need, you need some friends. You need some friends in your life. They're going to stick with you through thick and thin, in the good times and the bad times. You need some deeper relationships called friendships. And we talked about what a friend is in part one of this series, and you can listen to that. But we need these people in our lives to help us through difficult seasons. And that's why it's so important to be connected to a group, because you'll make some friends that you'll do life with. And so important. Now, I wanted to highlight these kinds of ships today so you know what you're encountering in life. Now, next uh, time I preach, not next Sunday, but the Sunday after, I'll talk more about these different kind of ships. But for the rest of my time, I want to talk about a bigger ship. And this is a ship you can't live without. This is a ship that lays down the foundation for all the other ships. As a matter of fact, if you don't get this ship right, it doesn't matter what other ships you get in because they will all fail. If you don't get this ship right, So our second goal in our relationship goal series is this, goal number two, we need a relationship with Jesus. Like, like, no, no, we need a relationship with Jesus. We we need it because this is the one relationship you cannot live without. This is the one relationship you cannot live without. Without, I think for many of you, as you heard me give this second goal, your thoughts were like, oh, this is for the people who never come to church, isn't it? This is who you're talking to. This is for the ones who haven't invited Jesus into their hearts. No, that's not what I'm talking about today. Even though there is a demographic of people sitting in here and listening to whom that applies, and I'll tell you this, whether you believe or not, you still belong here, amen? Whether you're sitting out there and you're not sure who Jesus is yet, we invite you to this space because you belong here. But there's another demographic of people 
who call themselves a Christian but have no relationship with Jesus. And that's why I want to talk about in the remainder of our time because they actually never really get into the boat with Jesus. They, they actually never get into the boat. They actually never step in. They like the idea of Jesus. They like, they like going to Jesus' house. It's fun. But they've actually never stepped onto the ship with Jesus. They, they've actually never fully surrendered. Oh, they come to church. They know some scriptures. They may even serve or maybe listen to Caleb or maybe raise their hands to receive him, but they have never stepped into this relationship. Like if you're going to be in relationship with Jesus, you're going to have to step into the boat. You're going to have to do something, right? He did everything on the cross. And then he said, now I need you to do something. I need you to do something. I need some action. In your life, and, and a lot of us know of Jesus, but so many people in churches all over America don't know Jesus personally. And I would be doing you a disservice if I stood up here and didn't preach a message like this. Because there are many people in here today, you know of Jesus, you know of his book, but you don't know him. You never got into the ship with him. You, you, you never realized that he wants relationship. Not just on Sunday, but he wants it every day, every second of your days. He's obsessed with you, but he's waiting for you to make the move. He's waiting for you to get on the ship. Hmm? You can go to his house, but never pull a seat up to dine at his table. You can know the songs, but not know the person who the songs are about. You can lift your hands in worship, but not your heart in worship. You can know some scriptures, but don't know the man whose life they are about. You can know church, but know very little about being the church. Hmm? That's why this ship is so important, because it creates context for all the other ships in our life. Did you hear me? This ship right here creates context for all the other ships. If you want a strong marriage ship, you need to have this relationship with Jesus. If you want a strong parenting ship, you need to have this as number one in your life. Huh? If you want strong friendships, they, they, they are based on the foundation that you are in the ship with Jesus. Hmm? Let's look at the scriptures, what Jesus said in Matthew chapter 7, verse 24. Anyone who listens to my teachings and follows it is wise, like a person. So you have to, what now? You have to listen and you have to do what? Oh, you got to follow it? I got to do something? Hmm. Like a person who builds a house on a solid rock. The person who follows the teachings of Jesus is like this person who builds a house on a solid rock. Though the rain comes and torrents and the floodwaters rise and the winds beat against the house. It won't collapse because it's built on bedrock. But anyone, but anyone who hears my teachings and doesn't obey it is, it is foolish. Like a person who builds a house on sand and when the rains and the floods come and the winds beat against the house, it will collapse with a mighty crash. So Jesus is talking about two different types of people here. Where do you find yourself in the text? He's talking about the people who build their house on the solid rock. People who follow him, follow his teaching. Notice he didn't say people that are perfect. 
Because I think a lot of times we have a misconception that we, we must be perfect in order to really follow Jesus. <laughs> That's the funniest thing I heard all day. God is not looking for perfection. He's looking for a surrendered life. But some of us have been taught in churches God wants perfection. God wants perfection. None of us are perfected. We, we are serving the one who is perfected. We are following the one that is perfected, but we are flawed human beings. He talks about the person who listens, and then he said the person who doesn't follow is like someone who builds his house on the sand. When the rains come, the floods come, it collapses it. You're going to build your life on something. Church, listen to me. You're going to build your life on something. What is it going to be? What is it going to be? Can't build your life on the church. I'm thankful you're here. Can't build your life on this church. Can't build your life on me. Can't build your life on the leaders. Can't build your life on your spouse or your kids. Some of you didn't like that part. Some of you built your whole life on your kids. And you wonder why you struggle. You wonder why you're not connected. You wonder why it's not working out. Because you got to build it on Jesus first. Everything flows out of that relationship. Everything does. Everything does. When we get this right foundation, this relationship with Jesus, the winds and the rain may come, but we're still standing. Let me tell you what, when you're in this ship with Jesus, you're going to have parenting issues. You're going to have marriage, marriage issues. You're going to have friendship issues, financial issues. But when this is right, when the wind and the rains come in those different areas, you're going to outlast the storm because you're built on the solid rock. The foundation is secure. It's secure. Most important part of building a house is the foundation. Because it can look all glamorous and all the icing all around it. And it can be blinging and shining. But if the foundation isn't right, eventually the house will shift Eventually, you'll have issues. Eventually, the house could collapse. Hmm? That's why this is the one relationship you can't afford to live without. I'm not saying life will be perfect, but it will be better. Right? It's not perfect, it's better. So no other relationship will last without Jesus as the foundation. I want you to hear this today. No other relationship will last without Jesus as the foundation. I want you to see today, if you get this, if you get in his ship, it sets the standard for all the rest. It sets the parameters. It sets the boundaries. This first relationship now tells me and helps me how to handle all my other ships, like my relationship with my spouse and my relationship with my kids, my relationship with my money, my, my dating relationship, this helps me set the standards to know if she or he is toxic or not. Should I eliminate them or not? This relationship sets the standard for everything. No other relationship will last without Jesus as the foundation. Is this okay today? You guys all right? If you don't get this relationship right, all the other ones are just one storm away from collapse. This relationship teaches us how to handle our money, how to speak to our wife, how to be a godly friend, how to prefer others over ourselves. This relationship sets the parameters on who or, or what I will allow into my world. 
Hey, single people, are you out there? One person. We need a second one in order to make a match in heaven. Anyway, single people, this relationship detours you from missionary dating. What is missionary dating, you ask, Jacob? Well, it's when we date someone who isn't a Christ follower, but we think in our hearts we're going to change them. Some of y'all didn't like that. I smile as I say it. Because we think the Jesus in us is going to change him or her. Not. The spirit on them is going to change you. And most likely we won't see you here in about a month or two. Most likely you won't be plugged in serving in the house of God. Because the enemy loves to use individuals, use people in soul ties. He loves to use soul ties to get people snatched out of their destiny. Let me tell you what, if that individual you're dating isn't so in love with Jesus, isn't so passionate about Jesus before you marry him, he's not going to be after. That's the barometer right there. What do you see? Do you see his passion for Jesus? Do you see her passion for God? Is she in love with God first and foremost more than you? Does she put God first or is it you first? It's good preaching. Not too bad. Not too bad. I think I'll come back. If you don't get this ship right, your marriage is in trouble. Your money is a mess. Your kids will be reckless. Your mind will be eaten alive. You got to get in this ship. You got to get in this ship. This is why Christianity is so different from any other religion. Because every other religion is a bunch of rules and regulations. And a list of do's and don'ts. Some of you were raised that way. Do, 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 do. Don't, 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 don't. An attempt to get right with God. Hogwash. Relationship will never save you. Or religion will never save you. Only relationship will. Religion is a bunch of lists of do, 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 do. Did you hear that? Religion is a bunch of lists of do, 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 do. It's do, do. It's do, do. It won't get you right with God, but a relationship with Jesus was God's attempt to get to us. It's called grace. God says, I want to do life with you. I want to be with you and not just for 75 minutes on Sunday, but every day of your life, every waking moment. I know you inside now. I know the thoughts that are in your mind and I love you just the same. Get in the ship. Get in the ship. He's not some mad God ready to knock you over the head with the bat when you mess up. He's a loving God who wants to be involved in every area of your life. Whatever concerns you concerns him. Well, what do I pray? Is it weird to pray for you know, things in my life that just seem like God doesn't really care? Well, do, do you care about it? Then God cares about it. You care about your pet? I care about my dogs. I got two of them. I care about them. Sometimes they're not well. If, if I care about it, God does. That's what the Bible says. Right? You may have a cat. You may care about it. I don't care about cats. <laughs> don't write me no emails. Whatever you care. You care about your car? Do you care about your car? Okay? God cares about it. You care about your clothes? The God cares about it. See, we, we think God only wants, oh, he only concerned about spiritual things. Listen, 
the clothes I wear. Everything is spiritual to God, right? It's just non-spiritual when you don't wear any clothes in public. If you're married, anyway, anyway, anyway. Listen, 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 listen. We don't, we don't come to church on Sunday and check off our list. I paid my dues. Imagine if you spent 75 minutes a week with your wife out of the 10,080 minutes there are in a week. There are 10,080 minutes in a week. Imagine if you just said, hey, kids, you only get 75 minutes. Hey, wife, you only get 75. And hey, job, you only get 75 minutes for the week. <laughs> Ain't happening. But imagine if you did. What would happen? Let me tell you what happened. Your wife would leave you, right? Your job would fire you, and your kids would hate you. That's what would happen, right? But we think, oh, I, I came on Sunday, so I'm good for the rest of the week. No, God doesn't want that. Get in the ship. Get in the ship. Because Monday, hell's going to come knocking at your door. Monday, your emotions are going to tell you you ain't saved. You ain't right with God. Your emotions are going to tell you God hates you. Your emotions are going to tell you give them a piece of your mind. By the way, some of you need to get quit giving out pieces of your mind. You ain't got much left. <laughs> anyway, that was free. So you got to get in the ship, folks. He doesn't want 75 minutes. He wants it all. You can be in the ship when you go to work. You worship while you work. You can be in the ship while you're parenting. You, it's the only way it'll work. You can be in the ship while you're talking through things in your marriage, while you're fixing your money and your butt. You can be in the ship because that's the way it's going to work when you're in the ship with Jesus first and foremost. What do I need to do, Jacob? What do I need to do to get in this ship with Jesus? Number one, you need to get started. You need to get started. Simple as that. Admit that you're building your life on sand. Admit that you've been trying to build it on sand and it collapses every time the wind and rain comes. And say, today I'm, I'm, I'm gonna stop the Sunday Christianity and I'm gonna make Jesus number one. So Matthew 6, he said, seek first the kingdom. When he's number one, all the other things will be added unto you. Do you know that God wants you blessed? Do you know he, he wants to give you the desires of your heart? Do you have a desire to have a better car? No, I do. Do you have a desire to have a better house? you have a desire to have better things, God wants to give them to you. It's his will. But there's a process of order. There's an order of priority that he put in Matthew 6. Seek me first. Get in the boat first with me. Then all the stuff, <laughs> God said, that's easy. I got streets made of gold up here. I can give you anything you want when you make me number one. Are you hearing this today? Listen, got to get started. They asked Jesus, hey, Jesus, what does it mean to follow you? And he says this in Luke 9, 23. Whoever wants to follow me must deny themselves, pick up their cross daily and follow me. If you want to follow me, you got to do one thing. You got to do one thing and you got to do one thing daily. He said, if you want to follow me, you need to surrender daily. Surrender daily. Live a life of surrender. Every morning I wake up. The first thing I do, God, I surrender my life to you. I surrender my mind to you. I give you this day. Help me to follow you to the best of my ability. Daily, he said. Not on Sunday, but daily. Follow me daily. Build your life on him. Make him the captain. Make him the CEO. Make him the coach of your life. Get started. 
Make it official and get baptized. We're about to baptize about 15 people here at the 1245. Some of you have been in sitting here for years and never been water baptized. It's time. It's time. Let the world know you made this decision. Back, baptism marks you. Second thing you need to do is you need to take your next steps. If you say, well, how do I start? How do I get in the ship with Jesus? You need to take your next step. This is where we help you to know God, find freedom, discover your purpose, and make a difference. That's why we have next steps. Now we have it every single month, either on a Saturday or a Sunday. It's coming up on Sunday, February 24th. Next steps during, starts at nine o'clock, right here at the church. Child care built in, lunch built in, everything. So every month now, every three or four weeks, we have next steps available for you. Take your next step. We wanna help you discover your purpose. And number three, if you wanna get in this boat, if you wanna get in this ship, you need to keep wood on the fire. You need to keep wood on the fire. You see, my job is to cut the kindling, to put newspaper in and light the fire. Your job is to keep putting wood on the fire after you leave here each and every week. That's your job. That's not my job. So you're, you're as on fire for God as you choose to be. You have as much of God as you want in your life. So don't, don't wonder why some people are all passionate on fire for God. They just keep putting more wood on the fire on Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday. This, this isn't a game to them. This is life. This is, this is do or die. I, I got to have Jesus. So I got to keep the wood on. You got to keep the wood on. You got you to keep the wood on. You got to be surrounded with other believers who encourage you. You got to do life together because we're better together. You got to be faithful to church. You got to be plugged in using your gifts and talents, discovering your God-given purpose. I love this scripture in Proverbs 26, 20. Fire goes out for lack of fuel. Fire goes out for lack of fuel. Some of you, the fires went out. And it's not this church's fault. It's not my fault. It's not your spouse's fault. It's your fault. And I'm just bold enough to tell you today, you got to put wood on the fire for it to keep going. Fire goes out for lack of fuel. Thankful you're here every week. I'm thankful that you're serving. But it takes more than that. It really does. Because if you're banking your relationship with Jesus on that, friend, you're not going to last long. Eventually, you're going to come MIA. Where have they been? I haven't seen them for like three months. Huh. Where'd she go? We weren't putting wood on the fire. We weren't putting wood on the fire. We weren't putting wood on the fire. So you got to keep the wood on the fire. Let's get this relationship right so we can build strong and lasting relationship with others. So relationship goal number two is we need a relationship with Jesus. Bow your heads with me. Close your eyes. Lord, we thank you for your word today. Thank you, God, that your word speaks life to us. Your word encourages us. Your word directs us. And many times your word corrects us. We thank you, you asked us in your word to not just be hearers of that word, like we just heard the word, but to go from here and be doers of that word. So Lord, our prayer today is that each and every person that have heard, ha, has heard your word, they would go from here and they would take some next steps, whatever that is for them. May, maybe it's actually recommitting their life to Christ, like, like they've been in church, but they've sang the songs, but they, they don't know you personally. Maybe for some, it's taking that step of water baptism. 
going public with that decision, letting their friends and family and church know that I'm going public. Maybe it's for somebody going through the next steps classes so they can discover their God-given purpose so they can make a difference here on earth. Lord, I thank you that you're speaking to each and every one of us as individuals right now. Right now, you're speaking to us on what that next step looks like for us. And we thank you for that in Jesus' name. Maybe you're here today and you say, my next step is to give my life to Jesus. I've never really gotten to the ship with him. I've never gotten to the boat. I've talked about him, came to his house, sang his songs, but I've really never had a genuine relationship that last past Sunday. But today, I wanna, I wanna get into the ship. Today, I wanna do life with him because I know he wants to do life with me and he wants to help me. So all of this auditorium, my heads are bowed and eyes are closed. We're not here to embarrass you, to call you up front or make you stand or anything, but we're gonna say a prayer in just a moment. We're gonna say a prayer of surrender. And it's the starting point to getting on this ship with Jesus. It changes everything, friend. It changes everything. So if you're here today and say, Jacob, that's me. I'm ready to commit my life to Christ or I'm ready to recommit my life to Christ. I'm ready to get on the ship today. Would you do me a favor so I can see who you are and just lift your hand and I'll acknowledge you and you can put it right back down. You don't have to stand up or come up front or anything. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Young man, thank you right here. Yep. Thank you over here. I see your hands. Who else? Many hands up. Who else wants to be included? Yep, I see your hand. Anyone else before we pray? Five more seconds. You ready to get on the ship? Yep, I see that hand. Yep. Awesome. Awesome. Let's say this prayer together, church. Say, Jesus. Today, I give you my life. I surrender everything. I get onto the boat. Every day, every day, I will follow you. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Once again, thanks for joining us for this week's message. If you would like to know more about us, be sure to visit us at thefuelchurch.com. It's also here where if you would like to support this ministry financially, you can click on the online giving tab. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast, and we hope and pray you have a blessed week.